Hello, dear listener, and welcome to Little Realms, a Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. I am your host and Game Master Candice, and I am joined by... I'm Sarah, and I play Vim, the tiefling fighter who is very out of her depth right now. I'm Dan, and I play Cyrus Sassafras, the garden druid who has turned into a fungal druid. I'm Nikki, and I play Jarrell Goldenheel, the wide-eyed elven scholar. And I'm Adam, and I play Arden, the increasingly friendly half-elf ranger. We uh, fade in at the scene of Journey's End, where Cyrus is wrapped up. Yeah, Cyrus is probably, like, unwillingly bundled up in a new tunic and in a blanket by the fire with <laughs> ale, whether he wants it or not. <laughs> no, he needs, he needs mulled wine. It's, it's getting to be winter, and he's hurt. He needs something to clear out his sinuses and... <laughs> Oh, yes, we have mulled wine, Yelchin says. Uh, but also, you were gone for, like, over a day. You didn't come back last night. Yes, and uh, Cyrus is severely injured, so... Yes, I see that. Things went differently than intended. I'm not exactly sure what I thought was going to happen, but they certainly did not go that way, did they, Cyrus? Cyrus is sitting facing the fireplace of Journey's End, and he's all bandaged up against his will. And I'm guessing Arden had his mouth bandaged. So Cyrus is just going... (laughs) You're absolutely right, Cyrus. We should discuss this in much more detail at a later time. (laughs) Jarrell, like, puts their hand on Cyrus's forehead. Cyrus, how are you feeling? Are you sure you don't want us to fetch... Maybe Nina or... Um... Oh, he wasn't sick. He's he's severely injured. He's not going to be running a fever. If anything, he'll feel a bit cold. True. His eyebrows furrow at both of you, and then he just goes... Because <laughs> he still has tape over his mouth, or cloth over his mouth. Well... Are you feeling cold? Are you feeling faint? Do you need anything? Do you want us to fetch you anything? He nods his head. Jarrell <laughs> takes the gag off. What do you need? <laughs> Finally. Get me Judy. Judy? Oh, the librarian? Oh. Yes. Well, I'm tired of hanging out with you youngsters. I want to <laughs> speak to someone my own age. Um, well, yes. I suppose I need to get the mail anyway, and so, um, I didn't, I'd, not immediately necessarily, but I need to run some errands, and I wouldn't mind finishing our conversation, um, if you, if you have time and don't mind, um, sort of coming along. Wait, our conversation? Regarding the tree creature? Tree creature? We really need a name for them, don't we? Uh, let's just call it the Old Wild. I think that's probably what it is. The Old Wild. Hmm. Or at least somebody else called it that. Isn't that more of a place, though? Or is it... No, according to the book, it's a little bit of both. I might have to read this whole book after all. (sighs) Absolutely. In any case, um, it does seem like... I mean, I have some ideas on how to proceed, but I think this is really, this is really your project ultimately, I think. Um, And uh, while I I did promise N I would keep her up to date and I certainly have opinions, um, they kind of look at you like. (laughs) Yes, anyway, if you want to keep talking about it, we'll keep talking about it. And we can get Judy for Cyrus. Well, we can tell Judy that Cyrus is waiting for her here, at least. I don't really relish the thought of going, tossing her over my shoulder and carrying her (laughs) back here like she's something to be fetched, but... Just abusing the old people, that's what I see who you are now. Just fetching back one old coot is enough for you for one day? And they kind of nudge Cyrus. (laughs) I think he bled on me. (laughs) Protect the trees, kill the old people. (laughs) It's not actually a tree, and it's not just a matter of only protecting it, but... All right, yes, let's fetch the mail, and... It's true. It should be liberated as well. Drell looks, like, thoughtful that... I mean, I'll be honest, I think that if it were liberated, it could probably protect itself just fine. 
Do you think it's sort of, it does seem like it might be trapped here. Well, let's let's take this conversation on the road. Uh, Cyrus, do you need anything else? Do you need water or a glass of wine? A salmon frock. I'm, I told you already, they only had orange and pink. I can look again later, but I don't have one in my pocket. <sighs> Cyrus sighs heavy. I knew this day would come. <laughs> Cyrus the salmon is no more. I am now Cyrus the pink. <laughs> oh, it's not that bad a change. Uh, I need a new I need a new practice sword, but not a real one. It has to be made of wood. All right, well, we'll look for that too. <laughs> Let's go. Okay, and Jarell and Arden are off. The woman of the neighborhood crime watch strolls up to the gate of the Arendale estate. <laughs> And she she walks up, she's kind of has a little bit of a skip in her step, and she goes right up to Jakota and says, Hello, Mr. Guard. I am here for the town meeting that is currently having. Or the town meeting that is currently happening. I'm so sorry, I don't do this often, but I would like to do it more. Alright, uh what is your name? I am Mirandon, and I am here on behalf of the Neighborhood Crime Watch. You've definitely heard about me. (laughs) Or perhaps you've heard about the watch. Has Chakota heard about the watch? Probably not. (laughs) I don't think he has. Okay. So Chakota looks at you with a blank expression and then pulls out the list and looks at it once, twice. Uh... You said your name was Mirandin? Mirandin of the Neighborhood Watch, yes. Of the Neighborhood... I, I, I don't see you on the list, but um, that doesn't necessarily mean you can't... What does the Neighborhood Watch do? Mostly we stop crime. It's okay. I'm honestly not offended. It's it's a new uh, agenda item. Um, honestly, I've uh, but I've only ever but, I, I've never been invited to one of these before. So maybe that's why I'm not on the list. But isn't that what me too? Shakota says under his breath. Um. Uh. Okay. Well, let me. Um. Do you have any weapons on you? Oh, no. In the Neighborhood Watch, we use our sharp eyes, our quick ears, and our strong words to stop bad things from happening around town. We don't need weapons. Dakota is just actually speechless. (laughs) Uh, All right. um, Follow me. (laughs) I want that in, like... On a pack. <laughs> <laughs> he just like opens his mouth, closes it, opens, closes. Follow me. And he leads you down the path and then opens the door and kind of like says, Hang on for just a second. I'm gonna like get someone's attention. And uh, it, yeah, yeah. And he's like motioning towards the door. You can have as many seconds as you want. I'm so sorry for not being on the list. You are, uh, you're just being so kind. Thank you. I'm, I'm sorry. What was your name? Uh, my name is Chakota, ma'am. Ah, uh, well, thank you. <laughs> so Chakota sticks his head in the door, and you see him. You know, like the back of his head bobs around, makes a motion with his hand, and then Landon comes through the door and says, um. Hello? Yes, hello. I'm sorry. I, I I don't know your name, sir, but my name is Mirandon, and I am here to join in on this town meeting and hopefully um, spread the good news of the Neighborhood Watch. Landon takes a deep <laughs> breath in. You must be this kind man's supervisor? Let's a deep breath out and just very obviously casts a spell. Bim, I don't think, would know what he was doing. <laughs> so you see Landon make a small hand gesture and mutter something under his breath. He looks at you. Oh no, it's the zone of truth, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh no, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's not Zone of Truth. Oh god, okay. I'm sorry. That would be awesome, though. <laughs> Forgive me for not introducing myself. My name is Mikkel Landon, and I am the acting commanding officer of this city's military. And you said your name was Mirandon. That is correct, sir, yes. That is, you know, just what a coincidence. And he, like, shifts his weight to one foot, crosses his arms, and looks wistfully off into the distance. Because I was just talking with a friend of mine. She said that someone named Mirandon would make contact with me. Tim's first thought is, oh, he called me a friend. <laughs> That's really <laughs> kind. Would you like to roll insight? That sounds good, yeah. <laughs> But as as he's saying this, she's like, "Oh, that's uh, that's that's so kind of her. I um, I'm kind of like a new up and coming upstart around town, trying to you know make a name for myself and do something really positive." That is quite admirable. I got a twelve plus insight for sixteen. You have a strong hunch that Landon has a strong hunch. <laughs> But no one has proof of anybody. He says, that is quite an admirable goal. And what did you want to do in the meeting? I was thinking about posting flyers to advertise the Neighborhood Watch, but then I realized the best way to get the word out and to notify the good people of, of Mithrin that there's a way that they can do good as citizens is to just stand up at that podium and let myself be heard. So that's what I'm here to do. So if I'm understanding this correctly, you're proposing a sort of watch to report shady goings-on to the correct people? And he raises an eyebrow. Tim, it's kind of like when you're playing chess and you're in check, but you're not in checkmate. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and there's still hope. Chakota is just looking between, like, you... And Landon, and then back to you, and back to Landon, obviously not following anything that's happening. Huh? That is certainly one way to think about it. I also think that we might be able to deal with the snow shoveling schedule a little bit better than has been in the past. Ah, well, uh, seeing as the snow shoveling schedule has largely fallen to the soldiers in the town, I'm sure that they would be delighted in a reprieve from being asked to do that. Uh, however, um... Yes, I'm sorry. Was there something else you wanted to say? <laughs> he pinches the bridge of his nose... Chakota is Miranda on the attendance list. Chakota doesn't need to look. I am not. I think it was some kind of clerical error. Landon rubs a hand over his face. I want you to understand that I do support what you're trying to do here, but we both need to run this by Victor first. It's not a matter of trying. It's a matter of already doing, but wanting to do it bigger and with more people. Do you mean to tell me you already have a group of people? There are a handful of individuals who have already signed all of the appropriate paperwork to join the Neighborhood Watch. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a long pause. And I think Mirandim steps like a half a step forward and is like flashing Landon just like a like a really drippingly sweet and earnest smile. I think he knows that she knows that he's suspicious and she's letting him know that she knows that. <laughs> Landon takes a deep breath in. Let me step back inside and we'll see where we are in the meeting and I'll see what I can do. Well, I was thinking that maybe I could just do it during new business. You know, when Victor foolishly opens the floor to everyone in town. Well, um, I wouldn't call it foolish. I'd call it as just like a part of the meeting. Um, <sighs> he sighs. What if 
you were able to talk to Victor after the meeting. She narrows her eyes. Because what you're essentially proposing is a citizen's police, and if you if you do not mind, even though we have just met. And let me tell you, this has been a really pleasant meeting. This is the kind of impression I intend to leave on everyone that I want to work with as a part of the leadership of the Neighborhood Watch. And as the current military leader, we would welcome the support of our citizens, but this requires a little bit more coordination than your ambitions. Are you sure? Because in my experience, you just say that you're something, and then it kind of gets the ball rolling. (laughs) And I have paperwork and everything. You know what? I'll leave, I'll come back, and I have a stack of paperwork that I can leave, and it'll be sign-ups. You know what? This was ridiculous of me. I never should have come without all the sign-up paperwork. Uh, So, I assume you know my friend Vim, correct? Oh, yes, she's kind of like um, like one of my backers. Like an early believer in what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> I feel so bad doing this to Landon. It's okay, we're going to have to eventually. So, how about this? I have a meeting with Vim at some time in the future. What if you were both there and we can discuss this? I love Landon. Oh no. (laughs) With Victor, because truly what you are proposing does sound like something that both he and I are very much interested in having involved in this city, especially with, uh, you, you are aware of the tumultuous changeover of command recently. Absolutely. That was a part of the meeting minutes of one of our recent Neighborhood Watch meetings. And Vim in her head is like thinking about the last time her and the powwow and is like, that's true enough. <laughs> and We think that having a neighborhood watch would really help add some stability to the town. I would definitely agree, especially if the the neighborhood watch were to vouch for the integrity of those that would be enforcing what is reported to us by the neighborhood watch. So I 100% support your endeavor, but perhaps this meeting is not the best place to do it at and a meeting of the four of us, myself, Victor, yourself and Vim would be able to be much more productive. (laughs) And she squints a little more is looking at Landon. Would you like to roll an insight again? Yeah, that sounds good. Nineteen. You can 100% tell that he knows you and Vim are the same person. (laughs) (laughs) But as long, and this is, and she, she realizes this and she squints a little bit harder and she's nodding and she's looking at him and she's thinking, so long as he doesn't have the guts to look me in the eye, and tell me that I am Mirandan. I will be Mirandan. And that is Vim's only thought as she nods and goes. Well, since you seem to have such a strong connection to Victor and probably a closer one after the unfortunate troubles in town, would you be able to set up that meeting between you and Victor and my good friend Vim? Of course I could do that for you. When can I be expecting to hear about when the meeting is scheduled for? How about tomorrow morning? And uh, in fact, this time, I think there could be brunch again. Oh, don't worry. I'll eat at home before coming. But I'm sure Vim will enjoy having brunch. Well, it is there if you uh, would like brunch. 
Where might I send a missive of the exact time? There is a dumpster. (laughs) (laughs) Lantern raises an eyebrow. (laughs) There is. I'm a garbage bucket. There, there is a dumpster in the Tanner's district. You can't miss it. It's super big and it's by a stinky pile. Uh, if you post it there, I will see it. Chakota says, Sir, do we have a Tanner's district? Uh, Ch- Chakota, as far as I know, we just have a Tanner. I assume it's that dumpster. You got that, right? Yes, sir. You can't miss it. It's with an eye shot of Mirna's estate. Uh, I wasn't aware there was a tannery near Mirna's estate, but all right. <laughs> Mirna's estate is the pile of stinking garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I am deeply sorry that you came by this meeting. Not, but I assure you meeting with Victor and Vim will be, and myself will be, quite productive. Now don't sell yourself short. I think this has been very productive. Landon chuckles again, just like a really genuine, like, laugh under his breath. I appreciate the compliment. I do hope to see you around, even after tomorrow. I think the feeling is mutual. Don't forget to leave your little note by my dumpster, and I will make sure to see you on the morrow. And that is it. I will make sure that all of the appropriate paperwork is in place for tomorrow's meeting. Delightful. Thank you so much for your enthusiasm in the bettering of this city. And I thought Mirandin bows politely. And as she does so, she looks up at Landon, winks, and then says, I will see myself out. <laughs> Landon winks back. And it's very cute. And he says, I'm sure you know the way. Chikura's like, are you sure, Sarge? Because, like, I, okay. You hear him say as you are walking. <laughs> And Vim sees herself out. Where are Jarell and Arden headed first? I think to the library to grab the mail and send Judy back to Journey's End. And Jarell is doing their kind of on a mission power walk. Okay. Okay, look, I'll be honest, Arden. I, I don't think we can't... I, I understand that you have concerns, but don't think we cannot warn anyone that, you know, the city could be in danger. I mean, I mean, what would you do if this, if the old wild showed up at the gates of the city and nobody knew how to respond? Its grievances aren't exactly unwarranted. The town used its blood to heat itself last winter. Well, first of all, I don't think, um, I don't think you can just, you know, visit that grievance upon a whole town. Besides, I feel as though you're, I don't really understand fully what your um, connections to the Feywild may be, but I think this thing has attacked us twice and has been invading your mind in your sleep, Arden. This thing is not your friend. Oh, I don't think it was what was invading my mind in my sleep. I suppose it could have been. But if it is, it gave me a sword. I'm not sure I would say it's, I mean, let's face it, other than the attacking, which... Oh, other than the attacking, it might be your friend. If you are in the wild and you encounter a bear and it attempts to eat you, it doesn't make the bear your enemy. Well, I'm certainly not going to just let it eat me, though. Well, no, and I don't say that we should just let it eat us, but I don't see what you hope to accomplish by warning people of it, other than maybe getting a large contingent of guards to march off into the forest to get themselves killed. We can always frame it in such a way that that doesn't seem like a viable option if you don't, well, I don't know that it would be very much use anyway. I don't know that that would accomplish anything. And so, you know, we can control the narrative that we give to Landon. 
I'm not suggesting that we burn down the forest or that we, I don't know, go and try to attack the old wild where it is. I, I don't even know that we could find where it is. I don't think that is a practical solution, but you you can't just not tell people that there's a possibility. I mean, if nothing else, if it showed up, I mean, having knowledge about, you know, the, the white bits being vulnerable or, or whatever would be would be something. When you were wandering around reading minds, do you think it would have been appropriate to warn people not to think about anything important while you were around? I wasn't hurting anyone, Arden. I wasn't going around smashing people into the ground and, and fucking clawing their guts out. I think that the invasion of a mind is often considered an even more serious trespass. Well, you certainly don't seem to think so about whatever it is that's invading your dreams. No, but that's a little bit different. How is that different? On the one hand, it's more or less invited. And also it's largely beneficial to me. Wait, so you invited it? I think you're slightly misunderstanding what the the important bit of what transpired. Well, then speak more clearly, Arden. Um, I... Is there anyone else around? You're headed towards the university, so it's not like the really populated part of the city. I received from it a gift. I broke a magic circle. And, well, you could describe what happened then as being attacked. I can't say that I felt in serious danger of being harmed by it. Well, in point of fact, you're the one who originally used the term attack. Well, yes, and you you focused in on that a bit more than you perhaps should have. Yes, Arden, it does concern me when my friends are being attacked at my sleep. Pardon me for that. Hello, Simon. Simon is just doing the customer service thing where he's staring politely into the middle distance in the opposite (laughs) direction of where you two are looking at each other, talking, and then turns around, smiles. "Uh, Hello, how can I help you? Oh, I'm just here to check the mail. And they pull out their key and uh, open up their box. Oh, yeah. Uh, there is, in fact, a stack of letters in there from your various correspondents. There is a envelope that is different from the rest of the stack. This envelope is white, and the paper is really thin. And if you flip it over to the back, you don't recognize the name that it says it's from, and it's addressed to a Dr. Golden Heel. Joe kind of flips it over and examines it and then, like, sticks it back in the pile and shoves the whole thing in their pocket. Okay. Also, is uh, Judy about? Uh, yeah, uh, Judy's in the library. As I would expect. You probably walked past Judy on the way in. (laughs) We're probably just too busy arguing with each other to, like, have said hello. You, You hear from elsewhere in the library... Oh, yes, I knew you were here, sweet Jakes. <laughs> no. <Mm-mm. laughs> oh, I forgot she had a crush on her. It's what can I do for you? Oh, yes. Um, actually, I've just got a message for you. Uh, Cyrus is at Journey's End and would love it if you'd join him for drinks. He would have come here to drink with you, but we wouldn't let him on account of, you know, most of his guts threatening still to fall out if he moves around at all. Oh dear, that sounds like there's a good story there. Well, you can have him tell it to you over drinks. Simon, you can handle the library, right? And Simon's eyes get really big for half a second, and he opens his mouth to say something, and then she goes, Toodaloo! It'll be fine! And turns and goes, Bye, Judy! Anyway, what was I saying? Oh, I, uh, it wasn't important. Or it might have been important. Either way, I have found that generally when you tell somebody or tell a populace that there is this thing nearby them that could turn out to be horribly dangerous... Their reaction is not to hide and stay inside. However good or well-informed a reaction that would be, it's to 
march out and kill the beast, as it were. Drell is kind of frowning and thinking about this a little bit. Where would they even go? It's not like it's in a fixed location. I mean... It is in a fixed location. It's in... Sorry, Simon. It's in that place right next to town that everybody knows about. What? <laughs> Nothing, dear. We'll see you later. Bye. <laughs> and they, they go back out the door. <laughs> Bye. And they're going to head... Oh, gosh. I don't even know, Candace. Darrell basically wants to, um, they're, they're kind of thinking, you know what, looking at this stupid table hasn't been working. They have it like half filled out, but it's like, they keep getting stuck because Nikki keeps fucking rolling once. And so, <laughs> and so they're like, you know what? I really just need to like experiment. You know, Cyrus is right. Like I need to get physical with this and really like listening to paper makes no fucking sense. Like I need to actually like mess with some of this stuff and, and try it out. And so they're not really sure how to go about it, but they saw that abandoned classroom in the science building and they've seen, you know, they worked with uh, Anne in her little back room in the lab she has there. And so they're basically thinking, okay, I'm just going to try to recreate that. So they're yeah. probably going to hit up, I mean, based on what glassware was there and their extensive notes on kind of end setup, they're going to basically try to find any equipment they think they need to um, set a bunch of shit on fire. They might go to the Smith, they might go to the glass blower, they're probably going to go over to Nikita's place and get mm-hmm. a bunch of random crap, like go to the Smith and get like iron shavings and shit. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah, probably yeah. Like, like a crazy pile of stuff. Like you'll, you'll basically be able to ask around the city and eventually get to asking like, has N ever bought anything from you? Can I have what she bought? <laughs> So yeah, I think that's maybe like happening in the background as they keep arguing <laughs> yeah. with Arden. And they're also still pretty pissed off with Victor Arendale. So they're like, you know what? I am going to put this on his dime since he's so generously offered. <laughs> Stop at the Smith. Rothko's like, hey, what can I do for you? Hi, Rothko! <laughs> and you know, the different transactions are happening like in the background of mm-hmm. your conversation with Arden. Yes, so... Perhaps you have a point, but if nothing else, can we at least agree that if, if something were to happen that we might give Landon some useful tips so that, you know, nothing goes amiss? If the thing comes into town and starts destroying everything and Landon is up and fighting it, I'm not going to just let him get crushed and die. Oh, how generous. In any case, I mean, I am going, I did tell Anne that I would tell her, you know, whatever was going on with um, her colleague there, and so... I'm not as worried about Anne. Also, I think she knows what's going on already. She's the one I got the book from. True, but I don't know how... Hmm. They kind of tap their chin. Do you really think she she already knows but hasn't done anything about it? Yes, I, I think that she probably knows more than she's letting on. Hmm. After all, she didn't jump into this, oh, what would you call it, this expedition, this exploit, alongside Marin. Didn't you say she, well, didn't Marin say that she's still been focusing on the dragon spit, despite the uh, greater potential, as Marin puts it, of her pastime? Yes, there's a, I think, a bit of a... uh... (laughs) engineering rivalry of sorts there going on. Um, they were previously colleagues, I believe, um, but then they seem to have had a bit of a split over over methodology here. Right. And what methodology do you assume that is? Well, I mean, Baron pursuing this whole business with the old wild and, and pursuing the dragon spit, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. I mean, N has confronted her, I believe, on um, over concerns that she had about what Maren was doing, but Right. She wasn't terribly specific about, I mean, it's not exactly my area of interest, so I didn't really ask for details, but um, it did very much seem as though she doesn't know the details of what she's been up to recently, or why would she have asked me to look into it? Be that as it may, I have a feeling that N knows at least more than you think she does. Well, it is N. She knows everything about everything. 
In any case, I think I can safely say that we're probably not gonna take up Marin on her offer, although they look kind of irritated by this whole thing. I suppose I'll have to be careful in how I couch that. I really can't... Regardless of how I feel about her research endeavors, I, I really don't want to put myself in a position of upsetting her too much. I get the impression she's not really an authority in the university, but no one else seems to be either, and she's in a position to make my life fairly difficult. Well, if you wanted to, I suppose you could find three other random people to crawl into her, what did you call them, death pods? Um, I don't know that that's a good idea. Yes, I, I would say that it seems like it definitely is not. Although that does bring up the question, it did seem, when we were talking about it out in the forest, we were sort of, it came up that we weren't certain if this thing is coming out in different places and in different dimensions, where is she accessing it? Do you suppose the death pods go somewhere else entirely than where we were? I was considering going to ask her that myself. Hmm. Feel free not to mention me in that conversation. <laughs> As you wish. Thank you. Anyway, was that all? I suppose. I mean... You can do what you will, but I recommend against telling Landon or Victor or anyone with the ability to mobilize a large group of people about this. I don't know that Victor or Nail could do anything useful with the information. Well, he is technically in charge. Drill rolls their eyes. <laughs> yes, technically he is in charge. I think that would require him making a decision about something. Not certain. Well, that's neither here nor there. I don't know, Arden. I, I don't know if this is... I can tell you're going to go mucking about with this regardless, but don't do anything rash. Or at least not on your own. What? I'm going to sit down and have a nice conversation with our resident mad enchantress. Uh, well, yes. I mean, I don't know. She seems... Be careful, Arden. If I disappear, you'll know where I disappeared to. All right, now I'm revisiting my thought about you, Gone. <laughs> well, you're welcome to come along, but it will be hard not to mention to you in the conversation if you're there. <laughs> Daryl kind of taps their finger, like, consideringly at that. You can, you're considering this as you're walking into the next door. At the same time, a few minutes later... Judy comes prancing through the doors of Journey's End. What does she come into seeing Cyrus doing? Cyrus is exactly where the party had left him. Like he's, he doesn't <laughs> want to admit it, but he is hurting pretty bad. But he's got his arms out and he's actually digging in his one and only possession, his component pouch that Vim saved. And I have a tunic now, too. I right. just keep bitching about it. I hate it. that fucking tunic. And <laughs> I, I'm looking at... <laughs> I'm looking at my... Uh, <laughs> my Edder Cap anus. <laughs> and I'm pondering it, looking at it thoughtfully, like, hmm, I think I can do something with this. Judy walks in, sees Cyrus bundled up, sitting by the fire. Oh, Cyrus, you poor dear, what... Happened. Oh, is that air cap anus? <laughs> Judy! <laughs> what? <laughs> Listen, don't feel bad for me. I, I have great news. All right, we, but first we need you an alcoholic tea stat. And uh -oh. she turns, waves Yelchin over. Two rums with a little bit of tea. <laughs> and she turns back to you. Judy. And Cyrus leans in close. She leans in close, too. It worked. The summoning ritual worked. That nonsense that we messed around with in Bogberg, but we were too high to actually do anything. Well, with my sober friends, we did it. <laughs> <laughs> you mean all it took was being sober? Yes. Well, I also required magical hair from someone. What, who has magical hair? Uh... I don't know if you've met him. His name's Arden. Oh, you make sweet cheeks. <laughs> oh, Judy. Oh, you have met him. Of course. How could I forget his cheeks? 
Well, I've seen <laughs> I've seen more than his cheeks. He's he's quite the catch. <laughs> but yes, there's something special about Arden. He was the missing ingredient that I needed, and your book helped me find that solution. Oh, I'm so glad and a little bit flattered. I brought you here because, well, <coughs> I need another solution. You are an expert on nothing, but you know a little bit about everything. <laughs> I know a lot about one specific thing, so <laughs> Cal- Calm down, Minx of Mithra, and I know more than you on that. <laughs> oh, them's fighting words, sonny. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. I will... I will acknowledge your expertise on that subject, but you have forgotten more than I could ever learn. Hey, do you want my help or not? Yes! <laughs> All right, be nicer. Fine. She wags a finger at you. She doesn't really mean it. <laughs> Cyrus takes a drink of... Did we get our drinks yet? Oh, yeah, you got your drink. She's taken, like, the knocked back the whole thing. Piping hot. <laughs> By alcoholic tea, she means like like tea leaves steeped in vodka. <laughs> yes. Mm. Perfect. Does Cyrus have enough blood? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this, this, this one like a thimble will just destroy me. <laughs> mm. You can grow a new lover. Yum yum yum. <laughs> As you would say, Cyrus, yummy in the dummy. <laughs> I do say that. (laughs) I do. Listen, this is the key to everything. And I hold out the utter cap anus. (laughs) I, we, oh, there's no anuses with a cure for everything. No, no, no. It's not a cure. Listen, as remarkable as the summoning ritual was, we found something else out there. Something that Arden keeps referring to as the old wild. It was this gooey creature that sucked up me and my friends. And then I thought on the way back here, what if I couldn't stick to it? Then I'd be able to fight that bastard. And have you ever seen a spider get stuck to its own web? Hmm? I have several questions, but I'll answer that one first. No, I've never seen a spider get stuck to its own web. Perfect. I need books on spider webs, and I also need books on candles, and, uh, what else doesn't stick? <laughs> you know more than me. <laughs> All right, so you want books on things that don't stick to themselves? Exactly. Well, that's only as broad as the broad side of a pawn. <laughs> <laughs> and broader than I've ever been. Oh, my God. Look, look, don't dismiss it. I think I'm really on. Yelchin, bring me a candle. Uh, uh, I guess the... Don't burn the house down, please. <laughs> <laughs> Yelchin brings over a candle as Judy is saying, but I'm not letting you get away with mentioning something. That's a giant monster and gooey that beat your friends up without coming back to this later. So so check this shit out. I'll give you a visual demonstration of where my mind's at. And Cyrus takes the candlestick and he dips it into his drink and then he pulls it out and he's like, go ahead, touch this. Pretty dry, right? Do gently strokes the candle with two crinkly old fingers that are painted bright pink. The, her nails, not the whole fingers. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing wet about it. Water just slides right off. If I could find a way to be like that candle, I feel like I can fight that monster, and well, that's everything I need. That sounds like a theory you could pursue, yes. Mm-hmm. But there's a monster. <laughs> oh yes, I forget. Um, there's a there's a big old monster out in the woods. Keep it to yourself. We don't want to start a panic. <laughs> she <laughs> sits back in her chair, looks at you, like crosses her arm over her chest, like lifting up her saggy boobs so that they're sitting on top of her arms. <laughs> 
fucking squints at you. A real monster, not just one in your mind. <laughs> Cyrus just like pulls down his shirt a bit so she can see like the gaping wound in his chest. Yes, real enough that it did this to me. Oh, and it's just sitting outside of town. Does anyone else know about this? Listen, don't get your patties in a bundle. You'll be fine. Doesn't want to kill old people. Well, it did want to kill me. Doesn't. Nobody wants to kill you. It's protective of its home, of the forest. Or at least that's what Arden told me. I don't know. I just want to fight the thing. I don't give a shit about it. <laughs> that is a questionable attitude, but I will support it on principle because you're an old friend. Do you want to fight it with me? <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on. The... <laughs> this body is for love and not for fighting. Uh, <laughs> we'd make one hell of a team. I'm going to leave that to end. That's what I hear she's good at. N N N. I I feel like I've heard this name before. Who the fuck is N? She's the drow that lives near the older section of town. And she fights monsters? Well, she's retired now, but she'd probably still fight a monster and win. Huh. Well, maybe she'll join me. Anyways, that's, that's for another day. Can you get these books? Of course. Do you want to come back to the library with me? <laughs> yes. You know, yeah, but, no, I'll, no, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, you stay put. I'll have Simon bring the books. That's what he's good for. He's such a good boy. All right. Another drink and then I'll go. One more will probably kill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll, I'll drink yours. Yelchin, a water and a double for Judy. Excellent. Vim, when do you want to arrive back at Journey's End? She, As she's walking back, she she ponders in front of the fresh duck for a second and thinks, I do need to replace the mug that Cyrus stole from me <laughs> <laughs> by stealing another mug. But I'm kind of a little high profile right now. So she just keeps on making her way back towards Journey's End. And she takes her time. She, she maybe shows up just as people are leaving. Cyrus and Judy are there. Okay, so Sam walks in, sees the two of them. <laughs> Hello. She, she, she flashbacks <laughs> to last time she saw them both at the library. And then she turns around <laughs> and just walks the fuck out. Vim walks in, turns around, and walks back out. Yes. Oh, was that your friend that just walked in and walked out, Cyrus? No, I saw a, a red blur, so I think so. Huh. I wonder what's up with her. She's a prude. <laughs> <laughs> Elsewhere in the market, Jarrell and Arden are still shopping, presumably. Yeah, I think the one other thing that Jarrell is going to get, like, they're going to get a bunch of anything that was on their table that's identifiable to them, they're going to try to find. It does take a number of little stops because some of the stores you stop at, Jarrell asks for, like, this thing on the list, and the store's like, uh uh, you have to go to the next place. And on some of these places, you're only able to, like, find one or two items. Okay. They love shopping. They don't mind. <laughs> what are all of these for, anyway? Science! Because <laughs> didn't really tell her what, <laughs> what they're going around getting. Well, you see, I was thinking. I've been trying about this all the wrong way. I, I've been trying to figure out this little assignment that N gave me, and I, I think... I think Cyrus has it right. Not about the listening to mushrooms thing. That was, that was stupid. But <laughs> what about, you know, actually trying it and, and, and the, the importance of the, the physical, I suppose. Um, I think I just need to try some of this instead of just trying to calculate it all out. And what is it? Um, alchemy, I suppose. It's part of my research. I don't want to bore you with it. Um, while they're at Nikita's place, they're also going to try to find... Are any of the components other than tobacco that I needed to make that paste there? Like the that one flowering vine and the mushrooms and stuff? Yes, you can find all of those at Nikita's. So alchemy, 
sort of like what Cyrus was doing to summon that thing? Oh, no, not for summoning. Um, although, perhaps, I don't know. I don't really know a whole lot about this methodology. It's kind of why I'm here, actually. Um, uh, and is helping me out a little bit, um, trying a, a, a new direction in my research. I've hit a bit of a wall, and uh, so here I am. I see, and now you need iron shavings, tobacco, and mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Well, have at it then. Don't mind if I do. Arden looks a little bit suspicious of this, but, you know, magic has been weirder. <laughs> I don't fully understand it either, but I think it'll all snap into focus if I can just kind of work on it a little bit. It seems this is a sort of essential ingredients within some of these things that, that can have different effects if, if combined properly. Ah, yes. Sort of like how you can use a petrified eye to make somebody less lucky. Yes, precisely. Except I think less less conceptual and less like acts on like, and um, it's all very strange and interesting, but... I'm imagining they just have, like, a couple of, like, fucking flower pots, like, that they're lugging around now. (laughs) Yeah, so you've got, like, a potted plant of this moondrop plant that's got, like, these oblong flowers on it. The mushrooms are in, like, a a mossy bed that you also bought from Nikita. She apparently has gotten some recently. And it's perfectly feasible to find a green piece of wood somewhere in Nikita's also. They're like muttering under their breath about like, do I need to start a greenhouse for some of this shit? If they're like winter is coming and like, I don't know, maybe Cyrus would know these things. Can you rent something like that? I don't even fucking know. (laughs) (laughs) Jarell is actually like looking like mildly stressed as they come back out. They're kind of like laden bags now um and have them sort of slung over their shoulders and they act but they actually like pause to like pull a pipe out of a random pocket and like load it up with tobacco and kind of like are rubbing their face a little um uh, do you uh they hold out the tobacco to arden <laughs> oh no besides tobacco is not very potent if you're trying to alter your mental state no not particularly um <sighs> hmm Oh, wooden sword. We promised Cyrus. <laughs> oh, right. They start looking around for like a toy shop. <laughs> if Arden notices that Jarell is looking for a toy shop, he's like, I, I don't think he meant a toy sword. I meant, think he meant a training sword. The carpenter might be a better place for that. Oh, all right. If you say, I have no idea where to get such a thing. So it sounds good to me. I don't, do you think, well, I don't, let me put it this way. I don't. I don't know, I don't know Marin all that well, but I'm pretty certain she seems to have a bit of, um, ego. Um, you know, researchers can be quite uh, defensive of their work. Um, I don't know that she'll receive your questions very well. Oh, she'll receive them fine. She'll probably be overjoyed to answer them just so she can get somebody to listen to her brilliance. Actually, that's probably true. <laughs> well, maybe we can talk her around a little, um, have her kind of think about ways to mitigate what she's doing or really kind of recognize some of the problems of her methodology. I'd rather know what she's doing first. True. And besides her, the problems with her methodology is that she has a living being trap while she harvests its body for her own ends. It seems the problems with her methodology are a little bit irreconcilable with continuing. Well, when you put it that way, you have a good point. <laughs> it's too bad we can't communicate with it more. With them? With it? Them? I would use it. Them. I'm not sure, actually. It's sort of hard to tell. When I tried to communicate with them, it was... I don't know. I could tell there was a mind there, but it was so complex and abstract. I couldn't really understand any of its thoughts. It's sort of fascinating, actually. It's made of magic. I wonder what sorts of things it must know about magic. Now they're kind of staring off into space, like tapping their pipe against their teeth. Not that I could tell you for sure, but 
you being made of flesh and blood doesn't necess necessitate that you understand how it works. Not to burst your bubble. Perhaps, but I would think more more so than, than an ephemeral creature or a... Huh. Perhaps. Well, in any case, <laughs> I do need to go over to the lab anyway to drop all of this off. Maybe I will accompany you. You know, I'm sure we can talk her around, a little bit at least. And if you're coming with me, perhaps we should let Cyrus or Bim know that way. If we both go missing, they'll know where we were and why. You don't really think that's likely, do you? That she would lash out at us like that? I just want to point out, Jarrell, you still have your level of exhaustion. Yeah, I know. Okay. I also am still at less than half of my hit points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go talk to her. Um, we can drop this off with Cyrus, and uh, it'll probably be fine. I'm sure it will. Arden says in a way that is not terribly comforting. So you make it to the Carpenters, and you find a training sword. And how much does this cost? Who cares? We're putting it on Victor's tab anyway. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> it's like, oh, uh, the Margrex is paying for this? Oh, yes. Do you require anything else? They look around. <laughs> not at the moment. But we haven't even looked. E yes, it's true. We have not looked. Actually, I, I think we have some business to... Oh, true. <laughs> Maybe we can go shopping again later. <laughs> Do come again. Thank you. We cut back to Judy and Cyrus. Well, I don't know what got into your friend, but she's missing a party. And she knocks back one of the, the rums. <laughs> oh, she's a lot of fun, but just a little awkward around. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's okay. Young people, so shy. Just wait till they get older and they stop caring. Well, while you're here, can I ask favor sure are there any books about cord there's many books about cord i only know what my lover told me about cord he's three tenants no wanton destruction always be brave and oh i forget the last one <laughs> <laughs> You can say anything and it'd be seem right to me. Well, I, I'm kind of curious here. Maybe you're not the right person to ask this, but I want your opinion. All right. I, one of Cord's tenants is one must always be brave. But is it cowardly if I were to avoid a fight to help a friend? Does he consider that brave? I don't know if I did something to disapprove of him if I lost some of his favor in my last encounter. So I would like to know the surest way to reach Cord's arena. She sits back. Now, be honest, Cyrus. I can give you books about Cord, <clears throat> but I don't know much about Cord specifically. But I can tell you this about being brave. Being brave is not in my experience, being foolhardy, that's not being brave, that's being stupid. Being brave is when you act when there's trouble and you're afraid to, and you do it anyway. That sounded way more profound when my daddy said it, when I was five. No, Judy, Judy, and I, I, I pat her shoulder. <laughs> It sounded okay. Remember, Cyrus, I don't know much about Cord, but I don't think Cord would want you to die. Well, he'll want you to die. <laughs> I mean, that's how he picks people. <laughs> that's kind of his thing, right? Yeah, he only picks people who die in glorious combat. He doesn't let people who die of old age into his arena. I feel like if someone has lived their life gloriously, even if they die of old age, God or someone, I don't know, would take them. Well, Judy, that's a very fair statement, but the little I know about gods is that they're not always the most fair. You could say that again. 
I'm not a God-fearing person myself, actually. What do you believe in, Judy? We never had much chit-chat at the old uh, Yuletide Festival. <laughs> Just more grunting. <laughs> well, and now you can't tell anyone this, Cyrus. He does the, the lips and throws away the key hand gesture. Because it's going to sound very stupid, especially coming from me. But... Mm-hmm. And she's, like, leaning closer. The key to life and what I've found works for me is that love is real. And if you just love to your fullest, you're going to be okay. <sighs> Cyrus breaks down. Cyrus just breaks down thinking of mine. I know we've been tangenting for a while, but can I say how much I fucking laughed out loud when last game we pre-gamed what we want to do? And I'm like, oh, I think I want to go talk to this Judy character. And then <laughs> in game, Cyrus is like, oh, take me to my friend Judy. And Adam's like, no. <laughs> I fucking love that so much. <laughs> oh, shit. I wish everyone at home could know the pre-gaming. Like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> like, actually get thank, wrecked. Thank you. Thank you so much, Adam. That made my night. <laughs> I didn't even think about that one. I was saying. No, you wrote it hard perfectly. Like, no, yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my God. Would not let him do this.